Don't yuck my yum. I'm sorry. I will no thank you your yum. <laughs> no thank you. <laughs> there you go. This tastes unlucky. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Woo! We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find. Set it around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. Take your hands off my buddy, bro. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. What's this month's theme, Casey? Though the year is 2023 of our Lord Britney Spears, hindsight, <laughs> however, is always 2020. We are looking back on movies that we enjoyed in our younger years that we feel may not age super well. So last week, Jay brought another movie, much like The Pest, that explains his whole personality <laughs> as a child, a.k.a. Demolition Man. I hate this that you're week, not wrong. Dave, some yeah. puzzle pieces fell into place, buddy. Yeah. yeah. This ended up being kind of like a Freudian release sort of a deal. Uh, Dave, what did you bring? Man, I brought, much like Jay, a movie that was uh, a, a seminal work of my childhood. Ew, um, you know I hate that word. Use a different one. I brought, much like Jay, a movie I was obsessed with as a child. I didn't have to watch it peering down through the staircase when my parents rented it. <laughs> It was age appropriate, more or less. Though, honestly, we're going to have to talk about it not that far off from last week in terms of mm. those levels. Yeah. Uh, and very similar in that it's from the same goddamn year, 1993. And it also has Rob Schneider in it. Rob weird Schneider. crossover. Real weird crossover. Yeah. So I brought the movie Surf Ninjas, star starring Ernie Reyes Sr. and Jr., all right, Dave, before we, like, shred our way through this movie, we're going to need an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Hang 10 seconds or less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the title. It's coming. We all questioned you when you bought a Mazda Miata. Dave, you're not really a short guy. But apparently, the jig is up. We saw you driving around surfing out of your Miata. That's right, Dave. You drive down the boulevard... Stand up out of your Miata, take a wooden paddle, and pretend like you're paddling out to surf. Hey, should a freak of genetics deny me an affordable, fun sports car? I mean, <laughs> yeah, really. Jay, that seems really body shaming of you. Gross. I'm making it work here. Well, in the 10 seconds before the cops question your ability to make it work, sell us on this movie. Adopted brothers find out their island royalty with the power of Kung Fury and Magic Game Boys. It's like Rambo for kids against a robo Leslie Nielsen. Seven seconds. Wow, that was beautiful. That was actually beautiful. There's that a, was, Dave. There's a lot in this to kind of try and summarize. It's <laughs> a weirdly dense kids film. You did a surprisingly good job. Well, thank you. Casey, unfortunately, I'm sorry, I'm about to ruin your beach day you were out just trying to get some sun work on your tan um but turns out i'm not great at driving a miata the normal way much less trying to like car surf it to the beach whatever the fuck i'm doing here uh, it turns out 
my feet are too large to hit either pedal individually. I hit both every time. Oh, that's so you take a screenshot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm now barreling towards the end of the boardwalk. I'm about to go off the end of it and come crashing down on you. You've got about 10 seconds before the shade of my Miata ruins your entire tan. In the time before that happens, sell us on this movie. Two adoptee surfers find out their ninja magic royalty while being hunted by Frank Drebin, the second most dangerous predator behind Rob Schneider. Seven seconds as I well. I mean, why was Rob Schneider? No one believes that you're 19, Rob Schneider. No, he's supposed to be 17. He's supposed to be 17. He's in 11th grade, he says. If anybody wants to make sense of either taper, Casey's elevator pitch, we're going to need to go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. All right. So how often are you just hanging out with your friends as a teenager and then you're attacked by ninjas? <clears throat> what? Yeah. But then you get saved by a different ninja with an eye patch. I mean, we've all had that day at the beach, right? Not as a teenager, but definitely young 20s. I'm pretty sure that happened to me in Florida. Okay. Yeah, sure. In fact, the ninjaing is so good, you have no clue that any of this even happened. They're just the, the eye patch ninja and the other ninjas. They're just they're just ninjaing in the background. Okay, but but how would I know if that happened to me then? Well, ask yourself, are you one of the protagonists in Surf Ninjas? I'm not the older brother Johnny or the younger brother Adam, and I'm sure as hell not Rob Schneider's character Iggy. Yeah, you should thank <laughs> God for that every day. Yeah, Iggy's, we wouldn't be together. Iggy, Iggy, Iggy's got a future as a Florida man headline. That's all he's <laughs> yeah. got coming. Yeah, yeah. Florida Man is just his character in this. <laughs> I don't right. think he's making it that far. I think it's Skid Row or Bust. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, if you're none of the above, then you don't have a ninja called Zatch looking out for you to save you from ninjas that want to kill you. Sorry. Okay, but it would be pretty cool to have a guardian ninja. I mean, I'm not going to say <gasps> I didn't devote any brain power to it in my... <laughs> Childhood and teens and 20s and 30s. At least this way, my dad doesn't get kidnapped like Johnny and Adam's dad. Zatch, however, does manage to protect the kids. So it turns out they're actually royalty from the island nation of Patusan, a fictional East Asian country. When they were little, Colonel Chi brought a violent overthrow of their nation and Zatch barely got the kids out alive. Johnny is prophesized to be the greatest warrior king that Patusan has ever seen. Meanwhile, his brother Adam is prophesied to be a great seer. And Iggy is the white dude that makes it all about him the whole time. So Zatch takes the kids to the Patusan district of L.A. where Johnny meets his future betrothed, a Betty called Rome. Um, Kelly who? A.K.A. Lady fucking Deathstrike? (laughs) You lucky duck. Oh, shit. Yes, it's Lady I, Deathstrike. God, there's so many. We're not, we're not even talking about it right now. But there's so many people in this that you're like, so many what great are you doing fucking here? actors. Hey, either way though, I a little bit of a dated take, Jay. The arranged marriage or calling attractive women Betty's? Yeah, all of the above. <laughs> even for 1993. I'm bringing Betty back. Yeah. Ninjas get attacked, but Johnny's warrior powers emerge because he was conveniently just informed of them prior to the attack. Yeah, you know how that works. Yeah, yeah. The crew decides to head to Patusan so that Johnny and Adam can fulfill their destiny to lead a revolution. Revolution, Jay, come on. 
Okay, I was actually surprised by this film's politics, but we could save that for later. Yeah, yeah. There's a, <laughs> there's a lot of them to get through. <laughs> Movie kind of remembers at the eleventh hour. Oh shit, we gotta we gotta make some <laughs> right turns here. Up. Are we really going with the arranged marriage and child monarchy? Is that? Did no one wrap that part? Okay, <laughs> I'll do it. Okay. But someone else has to go get coffee. Arriving on Patterson, they observe the desperation and violent oppression that Colonel Cheeseman used to maintain their power. After being attacked by the guards, the group defeats them and frees several captives. Which, predictably, starts a revolution. That's how it always works. Yeah, that's all you gotta do. Slap yeah. a chain with a sword and we're off to the races, baby. <laughs> to top everything off, Zatch leads the kids to a cave where some magic weapons are. After looting the cave, they hatch a plan to attack Colonel Cheese Island. By surfing to it, brah. <laughs> brah. It's on brah. our blood, brah. We're surf ninjas. Also, please stop. Please stop me from Googling pictures of Kelly Who, because I will just do this for the rest of the podcast. Yeah, she's that's so fucking beautiful. That's, that, that's, that's an absolute fucking pit. There's no she's coming back out of there. 55 and gorgeous as fuck. Like, get out of here. Well, I mean, it, surfing. Paddling a couple of miles and then like surfing the last maybe like hundred feet to shore, whatever. It looked cool. I didn't know they had drones back then. <laughs> anyway, the group of revolutionaries attacks Colonel Chi's forces, rescuing their adopted father. Then Chi confronts them in a standoff. Johnny and Adam team up to use their magic powers and defeat Colonel Chi by killing him. They they electrocute him with his own prosthetics. Just, yeah. This is a children's film. <laughs> That's not the only person they kill, but yeah, sure. Yeah. Which, yeah, okay, so the 16-year-old and the 11-year-old have a body count. Let's move on. And then Johnny, crown prince, makes his first act as monarch to dissolve the monarchy, which, ho- holy shit, that's actually fucking awesome. Like, what did I just watch? Yeah, double points for doing it in Surfer Bra Speech. <laughs> it's yeah. like watching Bill and Ted dissolve the British Empire. <laughs> You had a time machine. You should have done it earlier, guys. Where's your brick? A movie that kind of forgot where it was going a few times. <laughs> the blueprint for the revolution, Jay. Get uh, ready. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, Case. I'm Tone Loke in this one. Minimal <laughs> effort. Yeah, okay. There's <laughs> Cool pants. There's a lot of different angles to come at this from. So which do we want to go first? Do we want to go right into... The movie's almost conclusion and where it decided to end up with. Because the original trajectory of this movie is a forced marriage and a child monarchy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's breaking tradition. You know that kid wasn't going to listen. I like that with the forced marriage, for example, that they set up the whole, oh my God, what is she going to look like? Which always, every time they do the long drawn out reveal... It's always going to be a beautiful girl, yeah, yeah. right? They, they bring out the the future wife, and her uh, her face is covered. And our two our main characters, Johnny and Adam, are joking about like, oh, you know, she's an uggo if she puts a paper bag over it. I don't know. It was terrible '90s talk. It was, it yeah, was yeah, yeah, it was the worst dialogue. Um, we've absolutely seen worse. Fair, okay, but yeah, then the 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 veil is removed, and it's revealed to be Kelly Who. It's Kelly Who. Uh, and then we just continue with this. They're going to get forced married. 
until an aggressive uh, like ninth or until an aggressive eleventh hour twist when I think one of the writers realized, wait, this is a kids movie, right? <laughs> and they wanted to have a romance still, but they didn't want to have a forced marriage, so. She immediately has a girl power moment. I'm not going to marry you, but then still kisses him and says, but we can still date, right? Yes, but they, I mean, if they wanted to be lazy and not, I mean, keep the forced marriage, they'd be like, oh, no, no, we don't have to get married right now. We just have to get married eventually. Like, I want to wait till I'm 30. It's the 90s. Women have rights now as long as we're hot. (laughs) Um. Yeah, okay. I understand them, like, making it, okay, let's make this kid friendly. But shortly thereafter, they have Kelly who lure four adult armed men into the bushes saying something in a a made up language Mm -hmm. that entices all four of them immediately. So I can only imagine like, hey, let's go gangbang in the weeds. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what mm, the fuck? She's yeah. supposed to be a child. She's not. She's 25 in real life while she's filming, but she's supposed to be a yeah, child. She's portrayed as a teenager. Let's put a pin in that because a lot of people were portraying children that should have been. Portrayed as a teenager is doing a lot of heavy lifting in this movie. Oh, so man. Kelly Who lures four henchmen into the bushes in which then their asses get kicked and they're, you know, taken out of commission. Yeah. And her boyfriend asks her, what did you say to him? And she's like, you'll find out on our wedding night. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So like, you're going to have to make sure your wedding party has at least three dudes in it based on this interaction. So I guess Tone Loke, Rob Schneider and little bro, <laughs> or it's Uncle Andy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I, bro, you tap out. You tap. That out. scene was a little different for me coming back thirty. For years a kids' later. music, yeah. Yeah. yeah I was bit. horrified. I was like, oh. Um. Yeah. Not. I don't. Maybe not. Uh, maybe. Maybe just don't do that. Maybe don't. No. Maybe don't have a teenage character lure guards into the bushes with an implied gangbang. <laughs> It was definitely sexual in nature. Yeah, I don't think they were going to go bake cookies or make, you know, like daisy crowns. Be a lot cooler if they did. And I guess if you're going to maybe don't make a wedding night joke to really hammer in. Yeah, you read that right, folks. (laughs) Just in case. You don't have to know the language to know she was getting fucked. (laughs) Please don't. In case you're trying to be really charitable and separate us from sexual content, we want to be clear. It was about fucking. Yeah, yeah. But we do dodge the, we at least dodge the forced marriage and they decide to just go take the ACTs and date after the end of the movie. Wait, do they have the ACTs in Patu? It's like, isn't it implied she's born and raised there? Yes, I had the same question. They have like meat standardized testing and shit. Our main character, Johnny, says, ah, me and my girlfriend are going to go take the SATs. And like, wait, doesn't she live here? How is she gonna? Uh, no, no, no. She's from L.A. She grew up in Little Patusan because in L.A. Oh. because they they were ran. You know, they left after Colonel Chi took over. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. got. Okay, okay, that makes good. way more She's sense. Not, I was like, uh, why like, dude, would she? Why? Be- right? Why were you even asking her to take this? What the fuck, man? Is this some weird flex? 
Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Like, like ooh, I so got an 1100. Marry me. What'd you get? 70? Oh. <laughs> no one's going to want to marry you. Okay. We brought up earlier teenagers parading as adults, and we need to, we have to confront <sighs> the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. That is Rob Schneider, mm-hmm. a 30 year old Rob Schneider. 28, 17. 29. Sorry. Oh, did sorry. you check his birthday? Well, oh, in no. Korean, he's 30. Because you just <laughs> go by the beginning of the year. I know he's not Korean. He's Filipino. But I'm going by Korean. He's 30. Yeah, they count your womb time, basically. Yeah, Surf Ninjas, one of their, like, BCD plots, I don't know how you want to uh, rank it, is Rob Schneider, who is 29 or 30, depending on how you want to count it in real <laughs> life, is playing a 17 to 19-year-old high school student. He's a junior. He should not be 19. He should be 17 years old. I'm wondering if this is like that, um, like Hungarian girl that pretended to be like a a toddler or like an 11 year old. And she's like a 30 something year old woman. Does he just like move every few years to a new town? Yeah, I'm 17 years old with a receding hairline. Okay, I've got two ideas. Um, Okay, so one, this is a 21 Jump Street situation. Okay. Where uh, a, a clearly middle-aged man working mm-hmm. for the police has to infiltrate a high school for some situation. Because the only way they tried to disguise him as a high schooler was just to dye his hair in unnaturally bright color. Motherfucker had crow's feet. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. So that's option one. Option two, what was that rom-com about a, a reporter who went undercover at a high school and then fell in love with a Josie Grossi, never been kissed. Never been kissed, yeah, with, with Drew Barrymore. Uh, yes, who thank looks you. looks 40 in that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's honestly the oldest I've seen her look currently. <laughs> the 90s was really bad with 30-plus-year-old people playing high schoolers. I mean, it still is. Look at fucking that one with Zendaya. What's a Zendaya? Immediately, I was like, that is not a young Rob Schneider. What is going on? He looks older (laughs) in this than he did in Demolition Man. They came out the same year. Oh, my God. He looks older in this, but he somehow also looks a little younger. Maybe because the way he's dressed. This is also post his stint on SNL. He's on SNL from 90 to 92. So everybody knows you're not a teenager. Yeah. I I mean, I just absolutely recommend anyone listening to this. Go look up pictures of Rob Schneider, Surf Ninjas, because the hair color they chose for him only accentuates his widow's peak. It was the worst (laughs) choice possible. Yeah, It's a big orange arrow. Look at where my hair used to be. Motherfucker looks like Avatar. (laughs) It's just... Yeah, so Kelly, who was 25 in this film, supposed to be like 16, 17. Yeah. Um, Johnny Reyes Jr. is 21. Ernie. Ernie. Ernie, I'm sorry. Ernie Reyes Jr. is 21, playing a 15-year-old. Yeah. At least the little no, kid no, was no. like 14 no, in real Ernie life. Junior, he's got to be like 17, pushing 18. No, yeah, I he's thought it was 21. 18 during the recording of this. No, I, his character, though. His no, no, his it's 16th birthday. Yeah, it's just because he can't, can't drive. 
the there's that's why he's least... hanging out with a 30 year old Rob Schneider, just like the guys <laughs> I hung out with that were old enough to buy liquor that should not have been giving it to a little girl. <laughs> he's that guy. He's a fucking predator. Okay, I, how old was the eleven year old? In Fourteen. This time of four, okay, that's close. Oh, he was eleven to me. I okay. was yeah. Right, because I was eight when this movie came out, and that was the character that I was identifying as the one who went sure. through the whole film just playing a Game Gear. That was that was the one that hit home for eight year old Dave. Yeah, I think you had mentioned earlier, Case, about the the magical kung fu skills, and I mean, yeah, that would be cool. But I probably, as a child, would have also identified. With the younger brother, Adam, who just walks around playing a Game Gear and has magical powers through the Game Gear. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, same. That kind of checks out for me. Stuff he does in his game happens in real life. Right. That's so, I'm Speed so much better run, at video. Bitch. Right. Kung Fu, that looks really hard. I'm so good at video games, you guys. <laughs> yeah, Especially but also, like. Yeah, that's My fact. brother is going to hate me because he jumps everywhere like a little bunny. You might want to stick to that arranged marriage because no one else is going to want to deal with that, even if you are royalty. God, yeah. How what what is the limitations of his magic game gear? Because Adam has a Adam Adam has a game gear that uh, shows the events of the film and explicitly gives him the power to affect things in real life. Yes, multiple times. So at first, it's just like there's, he knows that he's being attacked and he can select from different items. So he selects an octopus and then he runs and grabs an octopus out of a tank Absolutely and shoves it in the guy's face. not. You don't want to yeah, I, an octopus with your bare hand? No. My favorite part is that the guy reacts like he's being attacked, as though it's like a vicious attack. Yeah, because it's you just put a living loogie on my face <laughs> that has teeth where you think its asshole should be. I mean, yeah, I'm screaming, no. too. They don't have teeth. They have a beak. But the point is that he can use this, uh, the game gear to manipulate that, and, and it gets more powerful. Toward the end, he can actually like attack the electronics that Colonel Chi is using. He makes Leslie him. Nielsen choke himself with his own yeah, yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. What for the shit. fuck kind of kink-ass shit is this? <laughs> also, circling back to the octopus. Yeah, sure. What noise do I make when seaweed touches me? Uh, it's a scream a turtle with a bit on of... scream like a man. So if you put a fucking octopus in... Hold on. You you glossed over that. Not only did he just like... He didn't just like touch an octopus to his face. He shoved an octopus in his face and closed his helmet shut. So the octopus is inside, which means it's pissed off and struggling and using that beak to take your fucking eyeballs yeah, out. Yeah, okay. Pro probably I, not, though. Right. Like, shut up. You throw a spider at me, you're getting one reaction. You throw a spider in my helmet and close the helmet. Yes. <laughs> I am going to turn into the Tasmanian devil. Yes. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. I'm also going to kill you. <laughs> Everything. Absolutely. You like, just have to hope I kill myself first. Right, 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 right. Because otherwise, oh, no, it's we are, it's just. We are just rolling vengeance. dice to see what dies now. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so Adam kills a guy with an octopus, maybe. I don't know. That guy wanted to die, and that's <laughs> more fucked up. Number two, he does make Leslie Nielsen like, why are you choking yourself? Why are you yeah, choking yeah. yourself? He like takes over his hand somehow. It's like Stephen King universe rules of 
when the comet's passing by, all your kitchenware is trying to kill it's you. It's a robot hand. It almost makes sense. Yeah, you can absolutely <laughs> hijack that with a Dreamcast or whatever the fuck he had. Um, <laughs> but the worst is he sees Leslie Nielsen getting electrocuted to death, can stop it, and chooses not to and instead lets his brother kill him. Yeah, he chooses to participate in yeah. said death. Yeah. Yeah, he, he does the, the why you choking yourself, brah, so that his brother has the opportunity to electrocute Leslie Correct. Nielsen. Correct. Who I think had murdered his canonical parents. So, like, I guess but it's He didn't care fair. about those people. All he cared about was his sailor dad. Yeah, the younger brother, Adam, has no memory of his original parents. Neither does the other one. Uh, but, okay, he's playing an 11-year-old child. They are psychotic. That's true. That's fair. my my favorite use of the game gear is when Adam chooses for a weapon for Zatch and instead of choosing the sword or I think the other option was a cleaver, he chooses chopsticks so that Zatch can do the Jackie Chan get him up Got the nose, nose, drag him around in circles with chopsticks. And I'm and a sucker for that every time. Yes, but don't disrespect Philip Tan like that. Man. <laughs> man, I hate to see it done to Philip. But I love that Philip is not a Steven Seagal and allows himself to be fun and silly. Right. He's willing to get led around by the nose when it needs for to happen. For a kids right. movie. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I I got to be honest, for a kids movie, the kung fu here is not like good in any like great technical sense. But it's a lot of goddamn fun, and people are showing off some genuine ability, and they're, it's varied, and they do a lot of, like, really neat stuff in it that I enjoyed. So, apparently, most of the, the film time was spent on the comedy, and they shot most of the action in, like, a single night because the director what? was— Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually think that the martial arts in this is— is surprisingly good in spots. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I hate to say it, but only yeah. a lot worse in a lot better kids' movies. I, I understand there there are some sloppy times where, like, for a couple of times, uh, Ernie, Re Ernie Reyes Sr. gets some, like, wrist hits in and some, like, sloppy-looking kicks. Now I understand why they stayed in the film, because they had that, but they actually have wide shots and multiple... Uh, multiple fights uh, or multiple, you know, kicks, punches, etc., in a shot before they cut. Yeah. So it's not, it, it's surprisingly and then decent. Also some like power rangery looking stuff where guys just like falling, like flipping, yeah. falling yeah, yeah, forward yeah, yeah. for no reason. They weren't even a hit. They're just yeah. like, oh, I'm supposed to go. Hot take though it works. Yeah. Hot take it works. You know, it's yeah. the nineties, so we're real big into roundhouse kicks. Everybody's spinning yeah. around like a yes. top all the time, but they're real good at spinning, you guys. They are. They are. And yes. Ernie Reyes Senior and Junior as Zach and Johnny are both phenomenal martial artists. Just Yes, they are. Just Agreed. incredibly good. This movie was basically a vehicle for senior and junior just to kind of show off their action choreography. Fun fact, Senior also did all the action choreography for The Last Dragon. Which oh. is one of my favorite what? movies ever, yes. and Junior yes. is in it. Yeah, he's in it. He's tied. I love that film. God, I love that That needs film. to be brought. I do, too. And when he did The Last Dragon, uh, they had some problems initially, and he said, hey, we shouldn't be using stunt people for this. We should be using all martial artists. 
that know each other and are familiar with it. And he brought in his own black belts on that and this to fill out a lot of the uh, extra stunt work. And I think that's why it works so well. Oh, that yeah, they do have good chemistry. Yeah, I I wish that they would have had more time to focus on the fight stuff because I bet it could have been really fucking great if they would have had more than a night. Absolutely, I'm so impressed that it was done in a day. Like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. I've seen whole ass movies that did nothing but devote time to it, put out the same or worse quality action films that have put out worse quality than than this really does have for some of its action. Yeah. It doesn't look like a, a real fight in any way, shape, or form. It's not like no. anything that you're getting some like, wow, this could actually happen. It is Power Rangers fucking fights. But it yeah, is it's not really the well raid. performed. It's Power Rangers. But also, both Ernie Reyes Sr. and Jr. set some horrifically unrealistic expectations for me as a child. Yeah, all you have to do is sign up for the class, Dave, and you'll have a black belt. <laughs> Ernie Reyes Jr., is in a lot of great stuff. Not just The Last Dragon, but he's also in... He's a stuntman in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but he's in TMNT 2. And he's in a movie that that we all love, which is Pool Hall Junkies. Yep. It's really weird. He was Donatello's stunt double for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then he starred in Surf Ninjas. And then he was in Pool Hall Junkies. I was unaware how much of my identity was being formed by (laughs) Ernie Reyes Jr. As we see in this movie, Ernie Reyes Jr., fucking great with the staff. He is. He He really is. We get a whole scene with him and and his dad just showing off how good they are with a bunch of different weapons in the magic cave. It was so good. I enjoyed that so much. I was like, they look like they're really having fun. Like how how cool would that be to be able to star in an action movie with your dad? I know, I know, right? That's got to be you know, really cool. You want to hear what the bummer is? They originally signed Ernie Reyes Jr. for uh, three films, and then they cut his contract after this did really poorly. But I would have loved to have seen what else they did with Ernie Reyes Jr. because I Ooh. I love him in a bunch of stuff, and I wish they would have given him more fucking opportunities. I mean, God. Who would I be as a person if this had succeeded and Ernie Reyes Jr. had gotten two more starring films? It's a sliding doors situation. Casey, you you said at the top that this was very enlightening for you to watch, knowing me. Yeah. Yes, it was a nice little peer into your psyche, much like it was with Wish Upon a Star with me. Right. It, it was and Demolition a, Man with me. Yes. It was enlightening to revisit 30 years later. I'm sure. <laughs> right? I'm sure. This, okay, this 30-year time gap is a wild thing. I, I, I get it now, I guess. I always, when I was, 30 years ago when I was watching this, people that were 38, 39, I thought were ancient and nearly dead. Mm -hmm. And those ancient, nearly dead people, turns out, in those intervening decades, have unique experiences. Yeah. And it turns out some of them were playing the people I was identifying as in this movie. So, (laughs) (laughs) Ernie Reyes, the other awesome thing about Ernie Reyes Jr., so I've also seen him in Strike Force in MMA, where he went 3-0. I've only seen his first fight where he knocks uh, the fucking uh, dude out, but the man can also fucking fight. Yeah, both him and his father are terrifying human beings. It's Yeah, yeah. You know, that guy's cut as fuck. I, 
and he knows martial like it's not just like ballet martial arts it, it looks like he could punch someone the fuck out absolutely senior has been yeah. running a, a martial arts school for the last 35 years oh and is uh has literally thousands of students underneath him now i just love that him and uh philip tan got a fight together i wish it was longer I wish it would have had more time to film it because there were some sloppy parts, but it just it makes my heart happy. I yeah. just love Philip Tan so much. Yeah, so let's uh, let, let's go on that. So we have in this children's film a fight scene between Ernie Reyes Sr. and Philip Tan. Yeah. Wasted on the kids. We also have as, as our primary antagonist Leslie Nielsen, who's half robot. He's not. He just is wearing a Rip Hamilton face protector mask. No, no, no. Yeah, his he, whole arm is robotic as well. Oh, his arm's robotic, but his face, I thought that was just like a Rip Hamilton mask to keep his no. face from caving in. No, no, no. He uh, got partially crushed by the elephant that crushed yes. him. So he's like a, a discount Destro from yeah. G.I. Joe. He's a cyborg, cybernetic right. organism. And he's terrified of water because we don't have waterproofing technology in 1993. Also, he doesn't wash his ass then. Absolutely not, no. No, that, the robot half terrible. of his ass is definitely covered in <gasps> shit. I'm really disappointed that Leslie Nielsen did not get more screen time. This movie was terrible with pacing, even though it was like 90 oh, minutes. Yeah. It yeah. felt like four fucking hours because yeah. the plot meanders like a fucking dried up crick in Appalachia. It's bad. It doesn't. I would have appreciated more Leslie Nielsen peppered in there. To kind of, oh, he never gets yeah, to the yep. phone on time. Yep. or You know what I mean? Just like his silly everyday shit. To say that the plot meanders is already giving it more credit than is due. The plot <laughs> slams into a brick wall and the characters all mull around for a while until something happens to advance it again. Imagine me trying to go through one of those marine training camps where like they have to climb the wall with the rope that's what the plot does and for those listening i do have the exact arm strength you think i do based on how i sound which is none i cannot do a pull-up i cannot i hurt my back getting up from pooping sometimes so like yeah not near enough time with leslie nielsen in this um and a, a lot of his screen time he is not doing anything funny he's just trying to give exposition on who his character is in the film. And so really the only joke we get from him is him freaking out about getting electrocuted to death. And the, the answering machine. Oh yes, And yeah. And, an, and one answering machine gag. Also that the fact that he has people on call waiting, but his orders are the same to everyone, which is kill him. He just has a busy day of telling him people to kill people on the phone. Yeah. He's a very one dimensional power power rangers villain but it's leslie nielsen yeah criminally underused in this film agreed uh, okay do we want to go through the rest of the criminally underused list i mean yes. we already said philip tan and yeah. eddie reyes senior okay and eddie reyes jr how about tone Loke? And tone Loke. yeah what? tone Loke was my favorite character he was my favorite tone Loke plays an la cop who just decides to tag along on this whole surf ninjas mission and go to fucking I'm already on them. the boat. I haven't had a vacation in what did he say like 78 weeks? Either way, he never at any point references or sings Funky Cold Medina. So, I mean, 
wasted, but like I could listen to him talk forever. I love his voice. Yeah, I'm saying every man. line he every line he gave, I was just like, oh my god, keep it. Give him more lines. I like him as an actor. I've always enjoyed him in the films he was in. I don't know. I haven't seen him in anything in a long time. Yeah, he's not really doing much of anything here. He doesn't have any notable dialogue. His Really, the only scene to talk about is the one where a child uses him as a sled. <laughs> it's a scene you remember, that's for sure. It's yeah. You know what it was in Surf Ninjas? It was that they specifically cut back and forth between the terror on Tone Loke's face and the sheer joy on the face of the child riding him down the cliffside. That kid was having way too good of a time. He really was. You know what this movie didn't have? Like, him getting his shit rocked. Uh, and I don't well, miss the, that the about the 90s. Or... The little kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not that he did anything that made me want that for him, but, like, in the 90s, we were too afraid to show kids getting their shit rocked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we were too... And they won't kill their parents in the movies. Unlike The Stand, where we killed everybody. Not Surf Ninja is broadly pretty solid on its messaging to the children. Other than like all you the know, children they want to have sex are actually adults, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I was I okay. I had completely forgotten the plot of this movie, so I was a little worried that they were going to completely forget about the adoptive father for a while. Oh yeah, yeah, he's yeah. gone. Yeah, because he gets kidnapped at the start of the film, and then he's just gone for a while. And they do eventually rescue him, but I thought, oh no, he's just gonna be gone from this forever now. Okay, but if you that look at this plot. movie, this was kind of like a D and D party. Like you have your seer, the little brother. You have your bard, which is fucking Rob Schneider, because yeah, it's alluding to that. He might have the ability to bring things into fruition because everything he does say does come true. Yeah. And the movie finds a way to justify it. You have the main character, which is the warrior, and then you have his dad, uncle, uncle dad. Um, Paladin, I guess? No, I would put him as ninja, like uh, Shadow in Final Fantasy III, or a monk character. I did definitely get strong video game vibes off of a lot of the fight scenes in this movie. Um, especially when they do chuck three different people down the infinite staircase. Yeah. I, it was something I was thinking of is like the only difference between a lot of the violence in this week and the violence last week in Demolition Man is that this week people make a silly face to the camera and they do like a little slide whistle sound effect to make it seem like it's okay for them. Guys, so I read that one of the, the things that was floated by is that Ernie Reyes Jr. could have been partnered alongside someone like Hulk Hogan or Jackie Chan, I would have killed for a Jackie Chan version of this film. In this? Personally. But also, I mean, I'm always what down was... for the Hulkster. As who? Fuck who? Hulk Hogan. The... I want to see Jackie Chan. I think it's Zatch. I, I, I was going to say put him in as the younger brother, specifically Hulk Hogan. Yes, yes. Yeah! Put him in... Oh, I want Jackie Chan as the younger brother, like put him in pigtails. <laughs> or or make him the princess. Sorry, Kelly, who you're out. Jackie Chan, wear your Chun Li outfit. You're the princess now. <laughs> That's what I want. All right. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm always down for more Jackie Chan in anything. But I think there is something really special about this being uh, a father and son in the Zatch and 
Johnny characters. It just it kind of comes through in their scenes together, and I really dig it. It does. It does. Also, really quick, just a, I know this is kind of out of nowhere, but just the very 90s of this movie with all the like surfer talk and like car surfing and blah, 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 and Rob Schneider coming over and making weird omelets with anchovies. What was our obsession with anchovies in the 90s? Like, I mean, I think we can kind of put some of that on a related property, Ninja Turtles, because the yeah. turtles were getting right, anchovies but like, on their pizzas. Did, Big Anchovy sponsor the Ninja Turtles? Probably, yeah. They had to remind people their product existed. I guess, man. I mean, to be fair, in the early 90s, I was eating mustard anchovies. I was and, too! You know? Disgusting. Yeah, I the, the, the 90s-ness of this is damn near off the charts. And my favorite of it is the soundtrack. Which, okay, whoever designed the soundtrack of this movie clearly had a very strong idea of what they wanted. And they also didn't want to spend a lot of money on that idea. <laughs> like when they listen yeah. to, quote unquote, Van Halen. Yeah, they could not afford not. Van Halen. Um, no. Also, the whole soundtrack sounded like the best karaoke at the local <laughs> bar and it was not good right. my friend singing legally distinct versions of songs that's a dude that's a rack of natty light in for sure i mean the only good song in the movie is a joke which is the characters performing beach boys barbara ann mm. at the yeah. top they did good of the film. it's a great performance i really enjoyed it the performance at the end is a whole lot of fun. I really love the guy that plays the Babaram, who is a religious figure, getting into it and dancing. His his acting and pantomiming the song is oh yeah, shelf's kiss. He thinks that the joke of Babaram Babaran is just the funniest goddamn thing in the world, and he's in immediately. All right, I uh, we we got to move on from Babaran, and we got to move on from Surf Ninjas and. All of the just absolute insanity. God, there's just so much plot. How do I face my week now and not (laughs) talk to people about this? Do you know how hard it is sometimes when you work with the general public and you want a trauma dump? We didn't even (laughs) mention that they carved their own surfboards in like three hours. Oh. Uh, Less time than that, but yeah. This is an assault on the senses sometimes. Don't think about it. Either way, the only thing we have left to think about. Casey, I'm going to kick this off with you. From 1993, Surf Ninjas, would you watch it again? This movie was a submarine window into your psyche, Dave. (laughs) Um, Thank you for feeling comfortable to share this with us. Uh, Absolutely. This is a very silly film. It's a vulnerable moment. It is a kid's film, so like I can't shit on it too much because I'm not the target audience. It's a kid's film, so it's going to be silly. The plot drags. If you're a parent, maybe suggest something else. Or it's one that you can safely leave your child watching as long as you don't mind one gangbang joke. Um, (laughs) This has a stellar cast. A lot of great, great martial artists in it. Leslie Nielsen, criminally underused, but he looks like the guy from the Genghis Khan music video. Um, he gets a little bit Genghis Khan, does not want you to get it on with anybody else but him. And while 
no, I can't see myself watching this again because it is a kid's movie. It's a really if I was bat. Right. If I was babysitting a kid and this was one of the like suggestions, I would pick it. But just on my own as an adult, no, I would not watch this again. But there are a lot fucking worse kids movies out there. This one yeah, is not yeah. bad. It's just not a, a genre I enjoy. G- glad I watched it once. Glad I understand you a little bit better now, Dave. But <laughs> no, I can't say I would really seek this out specifically. There's there's a lot of other movies with better martial arts. Uh, Jay, how about you? You left a lot of cryptic messages in the Discord when you watched it. So I'm not really sure. Would you watch it again? This movie really confused me. I I appreciate the action in the film. And I, I like I said earlier, I actually think that it is quite better than its competitors. And it does some decent martial arts in it. I think that it drags ass for a lot of this movie. And it makes it feel much longer than the film actually is. And if it would have been tighter in the middle, it would have been a much easier yes. As it stands, it's a lot harder to say yes because I don't really have the nostalgia attached to it. But I will say that I was pleasantly surprised by its politics because they are actually decently revolutionary and solid. And it makes moves that surprise me. It's still stuck in like this great individual mythos. But I dug the revolutionary elements other than than that. And I love that he dissolved. Like the only good thing to do is dissolve the monarchy. And he does it. I was fucking floored. Floored. I dug that. Really thought they were going to leave him there. I really did. Ah, I'm king now. This is my bitches. I'm, I'm pretty much with Casey. Like if I had to watch a kid's movie, I think I would pick this. But I'm not going to watch it otherwise. So no, I will not watch Surf Ninjas again. Unless I'm, for some reason, watching movies with a kid and then I'm going to watch it. Yes. Dave, what about you? You brought this. This is an echo of your childhood. Surf Ninjas, would you watch it again? Yeah, very much an echo of my childhood. I Not only was I obsessed with this movie as a kid, I owned the fucking tie-in Game Gear game for the film. Yeah. Which is not the same game that you see him playing on the screen. <laughs> I was very upset about that as a child. Whack. Extremely whack. so. And coming back to it decades later, yeah, the plot drags on, but like both in terms of watching the action, I can see, oh, I see where a lot of my life trajectory went, but also, you know what? I had pretty good taste in action as a kid. This is pretty goddamn good as far as Power Rangers action goes. It's true. Yes. Everything we've said should be taken with the caveat that this is a kid's movie. So just don't expect much from it. And only due to the fact that I have so much nostalgia tied up with it. Yeah, I will watch Surf Ninjas again at some point. I'm really glad I came back to watch this again. It, it was fun to come back to and the action in it's silly but fun. And Leslie Nielsen cracks me up when he electrocutes himself and chokes himself. I'm in. Ew. <laughs> it's a fun scene. But that is it. I, I am alone on my nostalgia island rewatching Surf Ninjas. Two out of three of us are not going to watch this movie again. But what about you listeners at home? Have you seen it before? Do you think it's worth a rewatch? If you've got kids, you could do a lot worse. Casey ran a poll on Instagram and the people have spoken. We are going to go to your trauma. 
which is National Treasure. Man. So, more Nick Cage. We started off this season with Nick Cage. We're going to have this mid-season Nick Cage experience and go watch a film that I'm... I really didn't want to watch during Nick Cage month. I was trying to dodge it. I was really excited we did it. And here we are. Here we you are. You know how in Michigan you're always five miles away from a lake? I feel like we're always yeah. like five weeks away from a Nicholas Cage <laughs> on this fucking podcast. Like, I feel like he just crops up all the time. Maybe not, but it feels like he's here all the time. Does, does he have access to our docs? spreadsheet or something does he see our themes i don't know but stuff? i think he's like using our cookies to like subliminally advertise his probably. shit to us probably well we'll just have to wait till next week to to steal the declaration of the independence follow us on instagram at casey.cinema like us on facebook sh.tty cinema donate to our bail fund patreon slash shitty cinema or peepshittycinema.com Check the show notes for those links. And in the meantime, let's turn out the lights. Do it, brah. Carve a surfboard. Hang ten. And then get our shit rocked on a reef because the waves came in. Totally radical. Huh?